Welcome to the Ask the Experts podcast. Here's Karen Bhatia. I am Karen Bhatia speaking with Sean Merriman. We know him as Lights Out, former NFL lineman, three-time pro bowler, and now the co-founder of Lights Out Extreme Fighting. Sean, how are you doing, my man? I'm doing well, man. How about yourself? Doing well. So we know that you uh, co-founded Sean Merriman's Lights Out Extreme Fighting. Extreme Fighting 6 is airing on October 30th. It's on Fubo TV. So got to ask, how did it even come together? The fact that you created this, uh, this league, this fighting league, how did this come together? Well, you know, I've been around um, the sport for about 16 years. A uh, good friend of mine, Jay Glazer over there at Fox Sports, he, um, <clears throat> when I got drafted by the Chargers after my rookie year, uh, MMA was just becoming, you know, getting big, right? Getting more mainstream. And he said, hey, you know, you, maybe you should go ahead and try out some uh, MMA because it'll be good for your hand-eye coordination. You can get, you know, as a pass rusher in football, you know, the, the better you are with your hands, the better pass rusher you're going to be. And so it'll be good for your leverage and stamina and so forth. So I said, you know, I, I'll give it a shot. Um, I came in a gym a few days later and uh, Jay Glazer was on my right. Randy Couture's on my left. So I didn't know if he wanted me to spar Randy Couture that day or what was going on. But I said, hell no, that's not happening. Um, but anyway, he just, you know, I worked with Randy Couture with my first guy I ever got a chance to work with. Um, and just working on my leverage and balance. And, and it changed my football play the following year. In 06, I came out gunning because I was just so much better with my hands, uh, so much more fluent in my hips, being able to use my leverage against those offensive tackles and things like that. I, I encourage a lot of former athletes to pick up the sport. And I know that you said you, you actually grew up as a boxing fan. Um, and I'm just curious, uh, any boxers that maybe motivated you during your NFL career, any, any boxers that you were a fan of specifically? I, I love Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson probably will, will go down always my favorite uh, boxer. And it was just kind of so many similarities because he – just mentally intimidated people before he even stepped in the ring. And sometimes in football, that, that was the case. You know, when guys are watching film from the week before and they say, who the hell is that damn 56 right there going around trying to knock everybody out? And so you already, you know, kind of in people's heads before the game. So uh, I would say Mike Tyson. But I grew up in Prince George's County, Maryland, and Washington, D.C. So they were in Virginia. There was tons of pro boxes. I had pro boxes in my family. Um, you know, it just talent all over the place. World champions. And that is that is good company uh, to uh, learn from, I'm sure, for you. I know you mentioned that when you went into that MMA gym for the first time, uh, Tito Ortiz was there, Chuck Liddell. You work with some of these guys, right? So what did you learn from these guys? Uh, one, it was just, for me, it was humbling too, right? Um, I remember being probably more than more than 50 pounds heavier than Randy Couture. And somehow, some way we were pummeling. He was just throwing me, kind of throwing me around and using my body. And I just didn't understand um, how he was capable of doing that because I knew I was bigger, knew I was stronger, knew I was more athletic, but somehow he was able to use his leverage and 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 do certain things with me. So, um, you know, just working with a lot of these guys. Obviously, Tito's one of the best wrestlers you know in the world, um, and you know he's he's great on the ground and got a chance to strike with Chuck and just, I mean Chuck Liddell. You know, just just been around. And this is over a 16 year period. So fast forward, you know, kind of. Um, now with Lights Out Extreme Fighting, we, I launched Lights Out Extreme Fighting in 2018. Um, and straight out of the pandemic, we partnered up with Fubo Sports um, for people to come view it. 
And that is uh, the event, Lights Out Extreme Fighting 6. It's going to be on October 30th on Fubo Sports. So you co-founded this league. Are we going to see you also in the cage? You know, um, <laughs> I can't say no. And this is why I can't say no, because I, I still do actively train. I don't train this, you know, like I'm getting prepared for a fight. But two, three days a week, I spar. Um, you know, I normally get at least one good Friday in. You got an open mat. And go in and get some work. But but for me, it's it's more of a discipline, right? Uh, staying in shape, obviously having the career that I had and playing that long, you're going to walk out with some injuries and some stuff like that. So me, I just kind of staying with it. It's, it's I need that edge for me personally. But um, to actually go and do it, I, I'm just not ready now. But it would, it would take me, you know, a nice three or four months to get to get in shape. I saw somewhere and it said that you wanted a celebrity MMA match with Logan Paul. Is that accurate? Well, I didn't say I wanted him. The question was asked if if I would fight him, and the answer is still yes. I mean, I would I would do that in a second if he was open to do it. Um, but you know, with, with me, I'm I'm kind of like in a generation where you start to call people like I, I love to fight, you know. And Logan Logan knows that, and, and and Jake and I know those guys well, and they know sometimes when they're in there sparring and working, I've, I've been in the gym right next to him, like and so we've all been there. So I love to fight. So if, if he was open to say, hey, I want to, I would fight you MMA, I would start training tomorrow, right? Um, I think that would be great for Lights Out. I think that a lot of people would love to see that. Uh, but this whole active generation of calling people out for clout and doing all that, I just, I can't get into it. Like if I want to fight you, I, I, you know, I, and I have behind the scenes offered contracts or reached, reached out to certain people that the public don't even know, but I've, I've offered to, you know, fight other guys. I'm just not about that, you know, calling people out to get some attention. I'm not, I'm not with it. And in terms of Logan and, and Jake Paul, I mean, they're obviously polarizing figures in combat sports, right? And if you look at what they're doing well, they're, they're marketing the sport. Um, they're putting fighters on the undercard who are getting paid higher than, than they have before, um, bringing more eyeballs to the sport. Uh, what do you think about the impact of someone like a Logan Paul or a Jake Paul in terms of what they're doing for combat sports? I think it's great. And it, it's, you know... <clears throat> This is how you got to look at it, right? So you got guys who haven't been doing this for a very long time. Um, they created something. And I get it with the whole pay scale and things like that. The, what Jake is really big on and guys getting paid more. He has to also understand, I've, and I've told this to him, is that he was somebody before he came to the sport, right? He's, he, he created his name. He created who he is. So that's why he can require these big paydays. So And Logan the same way. Um, and I think it's cool that he, these other former MMA guys or former boxers that are on the car getting paid more, but they also got to understand that they are, they were somebody else too, right? Before they came in it, they have a great record. They're not like, you know, starting three and oh, right? Or five and oh, these are established, um, you know, people who've been around the sport for a very long time. So of course they're going to get more because they, now they have name recognition. And you mentioned that you had sent contracts behind the scenes to a few people. Now, I'm going to ask you two questions. One, can you tell us who any of those people are? And if you can't, uh, can you at least tell us who a dream opponent or dream matchup would be for you? I, uh, I had my team, had a few people on my team to get a hold of, uh, of Shaq. Um, I thought that, you know, cause he, he's doing, been doing jujitsu. I've, I've saw him a long time ago with Shane Mosley. I mean, he's great athletic. I don't know if that was something he was still looking at doing. Maybe he just want to own part of the leagues. I don't know. But actually get in there, I don't know if he actually wants to get in the cage. But I actively reached out to Shaq. Um, Dave Bautista, I've had, you know, several people on my on my 
side to reach out to him. Um, Logan, I think we've kind of kid around with it, but you know, there's always some seriousness with that. But but for me, it's it's specific people who I know that that the fans are going to pay to watch to see, right? Uh, and I'm sure there's a, there's a few more out there too. But I'm open. I'm not, you know, I, I can't really close that door because, you know, I'm still I still feel great. I still feel like I can do it. And if you were able to get this fight with Shaq, uh, you're listed at six foot four. Uh, Shaq, of course, over seven feet. How would you make up the height difference? And what would be the game plan for someone to get someone like Shaq? You know, big trees fall hard. You know that. Um, you got to chop somebody down like that. But you know, one thing about Shaq, he's he's pretty good on the ground too. So it's not like you know you get on the ground and he he doesn't know what to do. Um, so that'd be interesting. But I would I would do it in a second. And, and we've actually seen Lamar Odom take place in uh, t- take a part in celebrity boxing. Is that someone that that you would have any interest in, in taking on? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that to him. And it, it would only have to be you know MMA too. I wouldn't. I had a couple of, uh, opportunities to go in in box for sure, and it's just not something that I that I'm into. And I wanted to ask you that your your style uh, in the cage in MMA. We know what your style was in the NFL, and obviously very aggressive, uh, pushing the action. Obviously, is that is that your style also in MMA? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's you know I'm I'm a banger. I, I, I go in there and like to bang a little bit. Plus, also too, um, you know I'm able to get anybody on the ground. I mean, it's just obviously I've been tackling my whole life, so my. To get people on the ground is not that big of a deal for me. Uh, but, you know, going against experienced guys who are great on the ground and, and great wrestlers and things like that is over the last couple of years, I've probably concentrated on that more than anything else because, um, you know, those guys are just so damn experienced. And in terms of uh, your NFL career, uh, you're 37 years old now. You retired in 2013. Um, we know you spent five years with the Chargers. Uh but you also had a lot of injuries in your career. Um, if you look back on, on your NFL playing career, is there anything that you would have done differently? Yes. Uh, a couple of, a couple of times I probably would have sat out, you know, not played through certain things. I mean, because at the end of the day, your career is going to be short, no matter what it's, it's, you know, the playing NFL is just short. And the fact I played eight years in the last two kind of hobbling around, it just shows you how uh, physical the, the game is. So if anything, if I would, Go back and change. I would say that when I was hurt, probably get surgeries when I needed to, and sit out, take the time, and coming back so I wouldn't compensate for something else. And I wouldn't. I just wouldn't rush it back. Uh, but, but that's that's really the only thing. And I'm sure that that you're a very interested observer in the NFL now. Um, how how do you think the game has changed since you played? <laughs> everything, you know, like you know, literally everything. It. When you watch the game now, um, it's still a physical sport, but way less physical. Uh, I'm seeing some of the quarterbacks that are getting touched on the shoulder pads. And I, the other day with Kyle and Murray barely getting pushed, and they called a personal foul. You know, I, I, can't, I can't imagine playing through that because it would just literally take out the fun for me. I, the reason why I got into football, because I love the physical part of it. I love the physicality. Um, and the mental aspect to come with being physical and, you know, trying to get another man to quit. Um, and so now if you're taking that away, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of looking around like, what can I do? Why am I here? Why am I, you know, why am I playing if I can't actually do what I love doing? 
And I'm just curious, uh, you know, your thoughts on, on what, on that overall, because in terms of boxing and fighter safety, we talk about this all the time because there needs to be improvements in, in fighter safety. We know that. Um, and obviously that was the thought process there with the NFL as well. So how do, I understand what you're saying about, you want to be aggressive and do your thing, but how do you balance that in terms of, I'm sure you also want to have a safe playing field and, and you know, post-career uh, players being able to live a, a normal life. So how do you, in your mind, how do you think the, the balance works with that? Well, you know, I, I uh, always say we get, Get paid a handsome ransom right like it's uh when you come and play this sport and you sign up you know that you're gonna have some injuries fingers back knee ankle foot something shoulder um and that's just a part of it the other part of it is that let's not get a mistake and this is america we love violence we love violence that's why the nfl is able to get 70 80 plus thousand people to a stadium how do you get that many people that emotional over a sport right to the point where people are crying upset that their team loses because we love the physicality and the violence in this country do you want guys to be safer absolutely no question about it the helmet the helmet contact that they're you know implementing stuff like that i think that's great um that hit that was on calamari where he barely got pushed or some of these taunting things that just take the emotional emotion and the passion out of the game that that part of it I, i can never get behind um, it's just something with me and the reason why everybody, we, we used to have these sayings in high school, uh, we run these wind sprints at the end of practice in the hundred degree weather and, and training camp and people leaning over and puking and they can't go. And my coach would always say, if it was easy, everybody would be doing this. Right. And that always stuck with me that football is special. And then, you know, fighting is, is special. Because it, when you're tired as hell and somebody got you against that cage and you're trying to get up and you can't get up and it's, you're trying to breathe air and there's nothing to breathe, right? If everybody can do it, they would do it. But it's, it, that's what makes it special. That was, and that was your mindset uh, when you were playing football, I'm, I'm sure all the way through uh, your, your entire career. Uh, do you think that if you took a uh, place and if you partake in fighting long-term, would that also be your mindset in fighting? Cause we've looked at fighters, like for example, Deontay Wilder, uh, he, he said a couple of things. He said, one, he wants a body on his record. He's also said uh, when he was on the verge of, of the fight being stopped in the second fight versus Fury, he didn't want the referee or the corner to stop it. He wanted to go out in a shield and he had made peace with that. That was, that was his mindset. Would that also be your mindset? What if, you know, if you were fighting at a higher level? Yeah, hundred percent. And that could be dangerous too, to have that mindset because you know, I mean, even sometimes, especially early on, um, I would even hate tapping out in practice if somebody got me, right? Um, but, you know, you, you learn how to be smarter over the course of time. And and just because you're tough don't make you smart, right? And, you know, I'm not sit, sitting here saying, hey, let's bang it out and give each other CTE. Um, but at the same time, too, there is a physicality about both sports that just the reason why it is as, as big as it is. People love it. This country, we love it. And after uh, your, your playing career, we know that you've gone into entrepreneurship. Um, we talked about the, the fighting league. One thing that you post on Instagram, you said, it's taken me 16 years of dedication, consistency, resilience to build up the Lights Out Fighting brand. Um, I've fought some of the biggest companies in the world, spent millions of dollars in legal fees. Uh, so what has the journey been like for you as an entrepreneur? It seems like obviously there was some hurdles there that you had to, to deal with. Yeah, it's been great, but you, know, you, don't, you don't ever appreciate it until you go through it. Right. Um, and it's still a lot to go through. I mean, it's, you know, what lights out extreme fighting people, people are just seeing the tip of the iceberg The stuff that we got coming is, is just, you know, next level. And I know there's 
uh, you know, big leagues out there that's doing great stuff. But, you know, me, I'm, I maneuver a little different. Um, and I know I have to be, because we are a smaller company, um, maneuver a little smarter and, and do some things outside of the box. But we got some things coming that is going to shake up this whole sport. And, and any clues on, on what we know about the Extreme Fighting League? Anything else that you can kind of clue us in, in with the lights uh, of the brand? Well, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, Fubo is, is uh, getting very interactive in fight or, or in game or, you know, whatever, a soccer match or for us, MMA on or things like that. It's going to be very interactive here soon. I'll say that. And so let me ask you this. We talked about how difficult it was in terms of entrepreneurship. What, what's, what do you think is tougher, entrepreneurship or football? entrepreneurship <laughs> football you know you, you can i can pass rush in the dark you know i can roll out of the bed and i can you know give you two three pass rush moves no problem you know being an entrepreneur you're getting stuff every single day you're fighting a good fight it's there's never a day that goes by that you're not learning something you're not failing or getting better at something it's 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 a roller coaster and uh you know i'm the type i'll put my hands up and say we you know let's go we mentioned uh, the the work you're doing with Lights Out. Um, I, I think a lot of times when we used to when we see people uh, playing in the NFL for a high level, and then you don't see them for a few years, it's always like, what are they up to? What are they doing? So, so what is like what is life like now for Sean Merriman? And what, you know, what are you up to? Um, it's mainly Lights Out and um, the brand. So the MMA obviously is the, the biggest aspect of it, um, but all the all the the streaming deals, all the the sponsorship, and and and. Uh, you know, investment meetings and got, and I'm still, you know, still pretty active when it comes to TV and podcasts and doing media and things like that. I mean, there, there's really no, uh, you know, I also have a life insurance agency called Light, uh, Lights Out Agency under Family First Life. Um, I have about 125 agents as well. Uh, so, you know, for me, it's just, it's, it's nonstop, right? It's, it's no time. I mean, I might have an hour from, you know, once we get off from 8.30 to 9.30, and then I'm going again till 4, right? Then I might have 45 minutes to an hour off, and I'm going again till 7. And, you know, that's pretty much life, man. Seven days a week, I still hit it. I'm in the gym at least five days a week, if not more. Um, and just, I, I like to go, man. That's that's really what it, what it come down to. I like to go. I like to get after it and uh, just keep moving forward. And you, you talked about your training that you've done in MMA um, and you obviously have a passion for it. So let me ask you this. Now, if you could look back and, and maybe start your, your sports career again, would you maybe consider going into to fighting and not the NFL? I, I would have I still done it in the NFL, but what I would have done is I would have immediately got into fighting. I would have started training for fights. The problem is, is that when I retired in 2013, I, I don't think most promotions understood the someone that's habit this habit of name someone who's already created a name somewhere else like they're doing now with all with the celebrity fights and things like that i was kind of just ahead of my time and wanting to do this right because uh for what i was asking for when i retired i mean some of these leagues looked at me like i was crazy like oh my god you pay you a half a million plus for your first fight yeah yeah you will i mean because people are going to watch people want to see a former nfl guy or former nba former rugby former nhl they want to see them get in a, get in a cage or the ring and fight. And if you do if you do it right on pay per views, it's going to be beneficial for you. You're going to you're going to win big. And I don't think that some of the other leagues who I who I had offers from uh, to fight when I retired understood that. 
And I, me, I was I was just ahead of the game. I said, no, no, this is this is gonna be a big deal. You know, put me you know put me against another WWE guy or another former football player or another you know whoever, and then you promote the hell out of it. And everybody looked at me like, mm, I don't I don't know, you know. And I was ask at that time I was asking for like a half a mil, you know, which they looked at as crazy, and I I looked at it as you know I'm taking a taking a pay cut. <laughs> We've seen the rise of celebrity fighting and athletes of, uh, you know, from other sports fighting. And it's obviously huge now with so many different platforms. Um, let me ask you two last questions before I let you go. Number one, Lights Out Extreme Fighting 6. It's on Fubo TV, October 30th. Uh, tell people why you're excited about this card. I'm excited about this card because there's three title fights on this card. Um, and a lot of people are going to see uh, some, some guys, some former UFC guys, some former Bellator guys. Um, throwing down. I'm really excited about this Alba Morales and uh, Henry. I think, I don't know how long that fight's going to go, but however long it's going to go, it is going to be some sparks, man. These guys, oh my God, I mean, I've trained with Albert before personally over at Black House a few times, and I've just watched him work, and Henry, man, is probably one of the best um, that's 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 been around, that that's, hasn't really made it to that main, main stage just yet, but um, he can throw it down too, so I think that's going to be my fight I'm really watching. And final question before I let you go. Obviously, people have followed your career for a long time. So what would be your kind of final message to your fans and your supporters? What would you want to say? Well, first of all, I appreciate it because we have sold out every single fight that we've had and turned away hundreds of people at the door. And it's, you know, to the point where even we have to start looking at bigger venues. Um, and that really becomes because of the people. I think that, you know, if you, if you watch me on social media, I'm always thanking the fans or doing stuff with fans or just around the people because I don't think that, when you when you make it to a certain level, people it, in my position don't put the emphasis on fans and supporters, even the haters, because it's all bringing attention to whatever you're doing, and and that's really at the end it's support, and so you really have to be appreciative of that. Lights out, extreme fighting six. It's on October thirtieth. It's on Fubo TV, Fubo Sports. Sean Merriman, thank you so much of the time, and best of luck with the Lights Out brand. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. And that brings us to the end. Thank you so much for joining me, and thank you to my guests. If you want to follow us, uh, you can follow at A-T-E underscore podcast. That's on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to follow my personal channels, it's at C-U-R-R-A-N-B-H-A-T-I-A. On Instagram and Twitter. That's at Karan Bhatia at, on Instagram and Twitter. Please subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com backslash Karan Bhatia. Uh, please check out uh, our show on iTunes. Hit subscribe. Give us a five-star review. If you want to email the show, it's asktheexpertspod at gmail.com. I am Karan Bhatia, and this was Ask the Experts. Thank you for listening to Ask the Experts with Curran Bhatia.